UT Tyler Radio, I'm Mike Landis. Most of you know the names of successful recording artists from our part of East Texas, like Miranda Lambert and Casey Musgraves. But there are quite a few musicians right here in Tyler that have a rich history of contributing to the success of well-known artists, and one of them is Bob Gentry, who lives in Tyler, still writes and plays music, and has a recording studio here as well. Feel free to name drop uh, early and often. <laughs> Tell us about some of the folks you got a chance to work with. Oh, well, um, and I had worked on, you know, album projects with some different people like Leanne Rhymes and just different ones. Dixie through the, through the years, Dixie Chicks. Yeah, yeah you can help me. Out <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, I did some stuff for Casey Musgraves early on when she had been on the Nashville Star and was uh, having a little winning streak there. And she had started recording uh, a first album. I guess it was the first album. She could have had something before that. But anyway, she had started recording an album at different studios, and it was in different degrees of completion. And her dad called me and said, man, we need this yesterday. Can you help us out here? So I, when I worked with her, it was really more taking all of these different uh, recordings that she had started at different places. And then in just a few days, trying to finish out the unfinished stuff and do the mixing and, you know, make an album out of it. So that was, as far as her, the credit working with her. We lost Tina Turner this year, and your friend and mentor, Robert Hunt Bryans, shared his experience in working with her. What was your experience like? Uh, I had a brief experience getting to work with Tina Turner. I was touring as a, uh, as a sideman bass player back in the late 70s for Tom Jones, the Welch singer that everybody most people i'm sure nowadays there are a lot oh, of people he's, he's that, made a comeback that don't know oh, who yeah. that is but but most people uh do uh and i was touring with him in the late 70s and one of the the shows we did was in washington dc at a concert uh it was a a video thing for television and it was for of all things the national or uh, let's see national organization of women which i thought was kind of sure. ironic being that tom, tom jones was kind of a he, a male he, sex symbol type he, singer guy, you know. Women loved him. Then. Yes, that's and, true. And they still do. That's true. And and it was Tom Jones and Tina Turner were the featured artists. Wow. So uh, as a result, uh, our group, our musicians played on the performances where Tom and Tina sang together some wow. duets. And that was really fun. And getting to be there and just the rehearsals, meeting her band guys and getting to meet her and watching the watching her energy at these rehearsals, she she was, I'm not sure of her age, I would suspect probably maybe 40 years old at the time. Um, and she had a, a lot of young dancers that were working, doing choreography with her on her part of the show. And these girls were probably, you know, in their early 20s or maybe even, even younger than that. And uh, she was just working them to death. It was amazing to see this woman just <laughs> wearing them out with her her moves. You know, they were they were working hard to keep up with her. Let me it's, turn the clock back just a little yes. bit here and talk about playing when early on in Tyler. I mean, you used to play some of the Battle of the Bands uh, competitions out at Bergville Park. Yeah, that that was a lot of the beginning stuff when when. Um, the Beatles and all that British invasion stuff first came out and every kid, you know, in the whole country, you know, wanted to get an electric guitar, learn to play. And there were all of these local bands like you don't see that anymore. But at that time, there were just they were just blooming everywhere. There was a guy here, a local guy, you may know him, Rodney Camel, mm -hmm. and he put on these talent shows at Bergville Park every Friday night. And it was and so at one point it got to be where. You know, there were too many bands to even fit in a show. 
<laughs> and of course, he was trying to have the the other talent as well. You know, you have the people doing different things with talent. But the, that was a big deal. It was pretty inspirational, and there were a lot of guys and probably women that uh, got their start back in those days. There's, uh, I can name several very famous musicians that got their start there. Like, for instance, Paul Lime is a drummer. He lives in Nashville now, but he had worked in Los Angeles and played on just all kinds of movie scores and huge hit records for all these major artists and continues to even be doing this kind of stuff. He's done it for years. He he started in a band there. Uh, I believe it was... Mm, I can't remember the name of the band, but they were from Troop, Texas. And Robin Hood actually discovered him there and got him to come over and start playing recording sessions. Mm. And that's where he got his studio musician career. Yeah. Uh, um, another one was a guy named Doug Roan. Uh, he's really great guitar player. He ended up um, being the musical director for Neil Diamond. Huh. And although I'm sure they're pretty much retired now or semi-retired. He's still doing that. And uh, several others, you know, the Stanley brothers, David Stanley and sure. Larry Stanley and, and uh, Ken Murray, right. a bunch of these guys uh, had uh, long musical careers and started there at Bergville Park. Did you move to Dallas after that and then start playing? Or? I did eventually, yeah. I, after uh, just playing around for fun in the garage band, quote-unquote, kind of situations. And then at, at uh, some point I started needing to get a little bit more serious and, and started wanting to become a studio musician. What got you into into uh, studio building and, and becoming a recording engineer and a producer? Well, again, Robin Hood would be directly responsible for that because when I first started working for him, before I was ever really doing many sessions as a bass player, but was just kind of wannabe, uh, just to hang around and learn the, all of it. I was just really... Uh, curious about all this stuff. And I went to work over there for him as sort of an apprentice and also working part-time helping him construct his studio when he was remodeling it back in the 70s around the time right before uh, ZZ Top came in to record their music. And we were, you know, tearing things apart and he was teaching me things about acoustical physics and wiring microphones and, you know, all the stuff about studios that you just wouldn't have had any way to learn it. You know, it's it's interesting. I saw an article lately claiming that TikTok was going to change popular music forever. And I saw the same kind of claims about artificial intelligence, AI. Any thoughts on that? Uh, they're pretty negative. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about it. I have a big issue with the auto-tuning and the computer stuff where people are putting music, quote unquote, together in many cases, has no humans in it. I mean, it's a machine playing a beat. It's, you know, maybe somebody trying to sing that in some cases can't even sing, and they auto-tune it with these machines. That to me, you know, having been in it so long, I hear it instantly, and it sounds like a, a robot. For all the people that are coming up that are wanting to be musicians and performers and everything, I hope that they will try to find that thing that, Gives it the human quality that speaks to the heart as opposed to just a technical, mechanical, computerized thing that anybody could just program. Keep the soul. Yeah, keep the soul in the music. Our guest has been musician, performer, writer, and recording producer and engineer, Bob Gentry of Tyler. To hear this interview again or to share it, go to kvut.org. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio.
Thank you for listening to the UT Tider Radio Podcast on 99.7 KVUT. If you'd like to hear this episode again, or if you missed a previous episode, find the UT Tider Radio Podcast on your favorite podcast platform, or click podcasts on our website, kvut.org.